0: Banking transformation has moved to the top, the very top of to-do lists for banks behind in their digital efforts. That applies everywhere from core systems on the back end to employees and customers on the front end. Here to sort out the best practices and smart decisions, we have Christian Kuntz, Executive Vice President, Director of Banking Transformation at Zions Bank Corporation. Welcome to BAI Banking Strategies, where each week we'll focus on the key issues facing financial services leaders. We'll bring you objective opinions and actionable insights that will help you power smart decisions. I'm your host, Blue Carloso, the managing editor of BAI. Come on in. Welcome to the podcast once again, and terrific to have you with us on the show. We have Christiane Kuntz. Christiane is Executive Vice President, Director of Banking Transformation for Zions Bank Corporation. She joined Zions in January 2018 and was previously a director in PwC's Digital Banking Consulting Practice. And Christiane, welcome.
1: Thanks, Lou. I'm happy to be here.
0: Digital banking has become sort of a catch-all phrase, yet even over the last five years, it's evolved tremendously. Give us your perspective on what has changed.
1: I think that's a really interesting question. Five or 10 years ago, I think when people referred to digital banking, they were really talking about digitization. How do I take processes that were previously much more analog or paper-based and digitize those in order to streamline those processes. Often the focus was very back-end. Online banking existed, but it was really a one-way portal for the customer and some very simple transactions. What we've really seen is a shift towards the customer orientation of digital banking and how do we take all of these digital capabilities that now exists and sort of assuming that digitization has taken place and we're building that next layer of capability on top of that, bringing new opportunities to customers to better interact with the bank.
0: That brings up the question of technology that supports both customers and frontline staff. You have a unique view on that. Share it with us.
1: I'm happy to. One of the things that we really think about is how do we make sure that the technology investments we're making at the end of the day end up supporting our business needs you know building for the sake of building something really fast and cool or you know creating cars or airplanes or spaceships hoping that the market will come We're really oriented around what are those things that our customers and our frontline office staff, Have challenges with today, and how can we use the technology to better support those? Today, if a customer comes to open an account at a bank, many banks make it difficult for that customer to even use the information that we have on file for them. You know, you may walk into a branch and be handed a paper form, or even if they do hand you an iPad, you're often providing information that you've already given. So account opening is one area where we can make it much easier for customers. We even look at, can we allow a customer to have a seamless experience between the branch and online channels? Can they start an application, start opening an account online, and then walk into a branch and complete that? And then that transforms the banking relationship to be less transactional in nature, and more oriented around the core. What do customers really need to know? Um, How can they get financial advice? How can they better understand the products that they're signing up for? And so by using technology to speed up the transactional nature, talking through those things that really will differentiate the customer experience. Another example of that is with our frontline staff, making sure that when a customer walks into a branch, that that frontline, whether they're a teller or a loan officer or a branch manager, that they're able to understand that customer's relationship with the bank and be able to see them as a whole person, not just an account number and a balance and a checking account, but really what's their history with the organization, what's the breadth of products and services that they're currently taking advantage of, and then how can we give them the best advice on other products that may be a good fit for them?
0: Now, if we want to get granular, you've got three primary projects going that you're focusing on. Can you share a little bit about those?
1: I'd be happy to. The first is one that's been widely covered in the news and in our investor presentations, and that's our core banking transformation project. So we are spending a significant amount of time and investment replacing our legacy core systems. We have three primary loan systems that we've replaced and now all migrated. And then we're currently working on our third and final phase, which is the conversion of our deposits accounts. What's most exciting to us is not only does it help to increase the servicing aspects of these accounts, but the system is real time. And so we will be the first U.S. owned bank to complete a core conversion when we do bring our deposits over across both loans and deposits to a fully real-time system.
0: Wow, that's very exciting.
1: It is, thank you. It's a challenging project. We've got over 400 people across the company as well as our technology partners that are focused on building the solution for us day in and day out. The next initiative is very complementary, and it's looking at our customer master data management. Many banks face this challenge where their view of the customer is heavily fragmented across different core servicing systems and customer information files, or SIFs. We're essentially replacing the core aspects of how we look at a customer and their data and implementing a solution there so that we'll have a single view that'll integrate with our core as well as our online banking systems and other systems that are used for customer service. And then lastly, the third initiative is around our integration capabilities, and so Certainly not a new technology, but APIs and microservices architecture for integration of different technology components is really important to us. From a business perspective, what we really care about is being able to create a flexible technology landscape that will allow us to plug and play the best capabilities in terms of technology systems so that over the next 10 to 20 years, We don't have these large multi-year system replacement projects that we have to do that increasingly we're able to be much more nimble in terms of how we adopt these different solutions that come up. And so the key that we're investing in is our integration capabilities. So those are the three projects that we're primarily focused on.
0: That is a very ambitious agenda Yet replacing core technology, as you alluded to, that is not a snap of the fingers. It's difficult. I'm curious what you've learned along the way, something that maybe other banks can look at.
1: That's a great question. You know, I think the first thing that we learned is not to underestimate the size and the complexity of the change. This is foundational and is often rooted in the way that a bank is set up and structured. And so when you go to do a core replacement, you're essentially cleaning all of the dirty laundry. Divergent processes across business units or fields that over time were used for different purposes. There's a whole lot of cleanup that has to be done there. By doing the project, we've been able to obtain a lot of organizational cost savings by streamlining these processes and so we've really used this core transformation project as a catalyst for some of our other efficiency initiatives and cost savings across the organization. The second major lesson learned here is just around the importance of really strong executive involvement in decision making. These are highly strategic systems that are being replaced. Many times people think, oh, well, it's just a software application. I'm going to spin up a small team, (laughs) stand up the new platform, move the customers over and no problem. What they miss is the fact that there's a lot of fine-grained decisions that go along with that. And they're essentially setting the blueprint for some of the limitations and opportunities that your business will have for the next one to two to three decades, however long that platform exists, especially when it's something as as massive as a core banking system. And so having very strong business-oriented executive involvement to help make quick decisions is absolutely critical to being able to contain the size of the effort and allow the team to continue moving at at a swift pace and not lose time and money to rework down the line.
0: And this Sets the stage for moving into a real time system. What has that meant for you, especially as it connects to digital strategy overall?
1: If you, Lou, as a customer, log into your online banking and transfer $1,000 from account number one to account number two, you'll see that transfer happen in real time. But in the back end, until the batch processes run that night at 99.9% of banks in America, the $1,000 will still be in account number one, and it will really only reflect in account number two that following day, despite what you as a customer see. But when we get to truly real-time payments in the US, that's fundamentally incompatible because you're actually going to have to be able to move the money to support those capabilities. So while we believe that's several years off, we do know that the Fed and others are looking at real-time payments and so we believe that we'll be uniquely positioned to be able to take advantage of that at that point in time.
0: You are talking about not where the target is, but already looking forward to where the target is going to be. Fantastic insights. Christian, thank you so much for being on the podcast today.
1: My pleasure. Thank you, Lou.
0: Christian Kuntz is Executive Vice President, Director of Banking Transformation for Zions Bank Corporation based in Salt Lake City. You can look for Christian on LinkedIn. And here are three key takeaways from today's podcast. Number one, digitization, the transformation of analog and paper-based functions on the back end, was the main priority for banks five years ago. Now, it's more about customer orientation. What challenges that face customers and the frontline staff? The idea is to make things easier and seamless, especially in processes such as online account opening. Number two, technology can speed up transactions to the point where frontline staff spend more time on relationships. Then those customers transform from numbers to real people with real needs who get to discuss their real challenges with engaged employees who make time to make that deeper dive. And number three, having a single authoritative view on key customer attributes and data connects directly to integrating core and online capabilities. The technical aspects boil down to building a system that's future ready for the long term. Yet make no mistake, cleaning the core system is akin to doing dirty laundry. Prepare for comprehensive process that has many layers of connecting many levels of digital operation. Has your organization made industry-leading strides in talent management, open banking, reg tech, connected experiences, and more? Nominations have been extended through May 10th for the 2019 BAI Global Innovation Awards. Visit BAI.org to learn more and submit your nomination. Welcome to Decision Time, where our podcast guest walks us through a major decision they had to make how they made it, and how it has impacted their career. In 2017, Christiane Koons had an opportunity to make a big shift to a new role at Zions. But what if that means leaving a path you've been on for years and years to embark on a brand new one with plenty of unknowns? Here, Christiane talks about her leap from consulting Zions to becoming a banking transformation leader there. Listen.
1: For me, Lou, that time actually came rather recently. It was 2017, and I was the director at PwC in their banking practice. And I had the opportunity to join Zions and take on the current role that I have, a decision that I spent about six months thinking about, because it meant sort of leaving the path that I had been on for the past decade and that I assumed I would be on for the next several decades was around consulting. And for the longest time, all I had wanted to be was a partner in PwC's practice. I love being a consultant. I loved that world. But I had a really exciting opportunity that was presented to me. I'd been consulting for Zions for about two years, helping them to restructure this core banking program. It wasn't something I was expecting. It wasn't something that I was actually thinking about or hoping for. But as we talked through it, I became really excited. And I realized that there was a part of me that was missing in the consultant role. And that was really around being able to own and drive the change truly as an owner and not as a consultant. I've got absolutely no regret. It's been a lot of fun. And these are really ambitious, really challenging projects, but they've also been just incredibly rewarding in terms of being able to build up a team and a capability that I am extremely confident can achieve all that we're setting out to
0: do. Thanks again for tuning into our podcast. We hope to have you back with us very soon. Be sure to check out our ever-growing archive of podcasts at BAI.org. Our producer, as always, is James Grady. Be sure to connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm Lou Carloso, the Managing Editor at BAI. We'll see you soon. So long.